mainstream media isn't covering this. This is the sort of politics we need more of. First and then Jane, and then you, okay? I promise I won't take up too much of your time here. My name is Andrew Christensen. Uh, I live at 1212 Twin Ridge Road. Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning and treating things as, as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose that we as a city remove the... Excuse me, I'm trying to... Yeah. Excuse me, sure. come on. I propose that we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. From These our are our reasons why. Wait a second. Wait a second. Whoever this that guy is, good. I would like to buy he's, him a beverage. He's pretty good. That was all like class B plus material. Yeah. <laughs> we got to our hearts, though. That's A hey, level hey, coming. I'm, right. I'm trying to speak yeah. over here. The, the visual of when he says boneless chicken wings and yes. the people in the city council <laughs> audience start cracking up and he walks away from the mic. He's like, hey, come on. Guys, yeah, <laughs> gotta make a point here. We need to remove it from the menus and our hearts. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. This guy looks like a math tutor who could also uh, teach your child clarinet. <laughs> Excellent. Go on, sir. We as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. These are our reasons why. Number one, nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around and pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. <laughs> Number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. It's just what's expected. And then number three, we need to raise our children better. Our children are raised being afraid of having bones attached to their meat. That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. <laughs> we need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken, and it's delicious. <laughs> I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo-style chicken tenders. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. <laughs> we can take these steps and show the country that where we stand <laughs> and that we understand that we've been living a lie for far too long mm. and we know it because we feel it in our bones <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> slow clap so is there there's got to be a uh, you can't just waste the city council's time you can't i don't what I mean, free speech. I'm are just you trying implying to... that gentleman's not serious about his his uh, his movement here? I'm just are you against through... citizens petitioning the government for the redress of their grievances, sir? I'm not upset about it. I'm just kind of curious. I mean, obviously, if you had several people in a row doing comedy bits like that, and somebody over there who, you know, is about to lose their business because the city claims they need a handicap ramp, and you want to get up there and make your argument, you'd be like, all right, hey, you... Mutton heads, why don't you come back next week? I got something serious to talk about here. So um, how, how do they handle that in city council? Meetings? Michael, could you uh, please uh, put the Constitution on a roll and put it in the bathroom for Mr. Armstrong to use? <laughs> you can't. You might You might say, listen, we have serious business. As funny as that was, we really need to stick to that. So, yeah. you know, save it for another time. I'm not worried about it. I just wonder how they would handle it. 
I, I've been to quite a number of city council move, m- meetings. I've never seen anything like that. I've only been to a couple and spoke at one. Um, I've but, been to several, and that's the best thing I've ever seen at a city council meeting. <laughs> no, I, I'll bet it's just because so few people go. It just wouldn't happen that often. Yeah. And, and certainly not of that quality. No, that was really, really good. And the self-imposed two-minute time limit, too, as well. Oh, that's kind of, right. You can only there go is a two time minutes. Right? Is so a time he can't limit. just go up there and filibuster his way around boneless chicken wings forever. Well, when I went, because I went a couple of weeks in a row when I was dealing with the homeless situation in, in my town, but um, there was one guy that was there each week, and they knew him by name. Okay, Jim, you're next. And mm-hmm. then he gets up there, and he rambles on about something that's crazy. He's a crazy person. Oh, boy. And you can't not let him ramble on about his thing. So not in my country, you can't. That was that was a waste of everybody's time and pointless and not funny. So you might as well allow the one that is at least entertaining go. Right. Yeah, clearly. Well, when the uh, academics and the uh, the woke and the Marxists get their way, they will decide whether you can speak or not. And, <laughs> and if you're engaging in hate speech by challenging their various theories, so. Well, that was really good. He put some time and effort into that. His bit was just a little bit too long. Lost steam there toward the end. Got to build pace. Come on. Come on. I was in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask Lincoln where. Oh, okay. Interesting. Which Abraham Lincoln, is he going to survive? Coming up, I'll have the uh, what they're doing in Washington, D.C. They've got a new board oh. dealing with uh, founding fathers and other historical figures that are going to be removed from Washington, D.C., including maybe the Washington Monument will will at least require a plaque to explain what a bad guy he was. Um, Lincoln, is he in the clear? No. He's probably... Absolutely g- not. Well, I'll have to read this for you. The standards that they're asking historical figures to meet, uh, nobody met in this country 10 years ago, let alone 200 years ago. Right, right. It's in, It's absolutely insane. This doesn't deserve a lot of time, so I'll stuff it in right now. There is a Chinese firm sanctioned for human rights abuses. They're supplying the concentration camps with a lot of their technology. Uh, U.S. Department of Commerce added MEGV to its list of sanctioned entities implicating human rights violations and abuses in the implementation of China's campaign of repression, mass detention, high technology surveillance against Uyghurs, Kazakhs, and other members of Muslim minority groups, blah, blah, blah. 10% owner of this company? Where is he? Hunter Biden. 10% owner of repressive Chinese corporations. Did you 10%? S- that's, that's not small. No, it's not. Wait a minute. Yeah, Hunter Biden's 10% stake. Let's see. And then, okay... The, okay, so there's an umbrella company that they own, which owns the gotcha. the other company. Okay. So it's one of those uh, downstream a little bit. But if you're doing business in China, you're you're financing repression of human beings. That much is clear. Did you see the story over the weekend? And I can't remember where I read it about the infrastructure that China has built recently for the million people they have in concentration camps there, the Uyghurs. Saw a little bit of they, that. Uh, you know, satellite photos and everything. Yeah, yeah, they seem to have abandoned any attempt to like hide what they're doing because mm-hmm. they they had just as like regular towns and they're claiming you know there's schools and people live and work and play and there's nothing going on here but that's it they've they've raised some of these towns and just built these big you know industrial looking dorms that look way more like what you'd picture a concentration camp being mm-hmm. and they're just kind of doing away with any pretense that this isn't just what the world is calling it mm. another example that she just doesn't care about no. world opinion no, he actually believes his system is a better way to govern humanity. 
He's a true believer. They're no longer trying to fool anybody. And the fact that, uh, you know, it's got to be. It's, I, I heard Jonah Goldberg talking about this the other day, and he's Jewish. So he, he was, you know, he has a particular angle on the whole never again idea that came out of the Holocaust. Never again. Never again. It's happening right now in all kinds of different places and at a level in China that, it, that dwarfs anything anybody's ever done before mm-hmm. in terms of size. And the world is just kind of, eh. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We're doing business with them. China is asshole. They make my iPhone and it's really cheap. So, eh, what are you going to do? Glad I'm glad, glad I'm not a Uyghur in China. That's what I'd say. Well, Michael, do you have any thoughts on the compromises that must be made to do business with China? Term- you got to lower your ideals of freedom if you want to suck on the warm teat of China. That's a good point. Wow. Frank, talk, Jack. Meanwhile, we're tearing down our history because we're the awful country. <laughs> Uh, more on that in just a second. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A few moments ago, I called Senator Markey to congratulate him and to pledge my support to him and his campaign in the months ahead. I extended my respect and congratulations for a campaign that has been fierce at times, but always fueled by a shared commitment to the people of this great commonwealth. The progressive movement knows how to fight. We will not surrender. No, they won't. So what happened there in Massachusetts, it's getting a lot of attention because there's a Kennedy involved. And it's the first time a Kennedy's ever lost a race in Massachusetts. I'm hoping that's the end of the Kennedy thing. I hope I never hear the name Kennedy again in my life, unless you're not related to that particular Kennedy clan. Just enough with the Kennedys. Right. The whole idea of, of, of family lineages and dynasties is sickening and ought to be. But the interesting thing is that particular Kennedy he lost was kind of a mainstream Democrat. And he got beat by the super woke progressive type. Hmm. Um, and, you know. It's so just, the older guy was more woke than him, huh? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. And, uh, and so that's where you end up. And um, it kind of fits in with this. So in Washington, D.C., there is a new board that has been put together to try to tear down some history. Benjamin Franklin famously said after the Constitutional Convention that we've created a republic if you can keep it. Well, maybe we can't keep it, and Ben Franklin's own statue is maybe taken out of the Senate Capitol building, or the Senate building there in the Capitol, very soon if this new panel has its way. Benjamin Franklin has been named, among others, as a person of concern. (laughs) And it's been recommended that his name be removed from D.C. property. Canceled. The astonishing proposals come from a Washington, D.C. government committee formed by Mayor Muriel Bowser to re-examine the names of school statues and parks in the wake of protests. She's a crazy person. I, I don't. I mean, I, she's on the same level as as uh, Ted Wheeler in Portland and old what's her face in uh, in uh, Seattle. I mean, she's just way gone, lefty. I don't get this stuff. Um, I get the argument, at least, on the Confederate stuff. Sometimes I agree, sometimes I don't. Depends on the statute, depends on when it went up, et cetera, et cetera. But on the, on the Founding Father stuff, like Benjamin Franklin, who's being harmed by Benjamin Franklin being there? And, and, uh, and, and who's being helped if he's removed? That's, that's the question. It's a whole institutional racism thing. Right. The institutions of this country, our founders, everything, is by definition racist, so must be torn down, all of it. 
Well, if you're if you're a believer of the 1619 Project, which is going to be taught in your kid's school, this country was founded on slavery, and obviously, you know, your Ben Franklins and others were uh, had to be involved in that. The committee submitted its report uh, earlier this week, and Ms. Bowser uh, announced the list. The committee says it hunted for historical figures with, quote, key disqualifying histories, including participation in slavery, systemic racism, mistreatment of or actions that suppressed equality for persons of color, women, and LGBTQ communities, and violation of the D.C. Human Rights Act. So anyone who followed the laws and customs of their time, period, everyone. Who who wasn't treating, for instance, women um, as is not equal to men in the, in the late 1700s? Anybody? Anybody at all? You'd have to be actively petitioning for women to vote. And even if you were... You probably didn't have anything to say about gay rights in the 1760s, 1770s. So you're canceled too. Everybody is canceled and everything. I would canceled. I would have to guess that there's nobody that would pass that test um that worked before 2010. Yeah. I mean, you're you're going to have politicians of the 2000s, let alone the 90s, 80s, you know, recent history that were way on the wrong side. Of uh, gay rights, trans rights, that sure. sort of stuff. Well, Barry Satoro himself, Barack Obama ran his uh, marriage as a man and a woman. So did Bill Clinton. Canceled. Canceled. In uh, keeping with the history of this sort of thing, like the French Revolution, they worked really fast. Uh, it took six weeks to render the judgment of 1,330 properties named for various people. They did that all in six weeks because they got such a fever going. If you could pull off the guillotine, they'd still do it. The committee wants the Franklin School Historic Landmark renamed and recommends that D.C. petition the federal government to remove, relocate, or contextualize a federally owned Franklin statue. It offers the same recommendation for the federal Washington Monument. Yeah, the great big giant white building that you may have gone to the top of. (laughs) Some other school names the committee wants scrub Thomas Jefferson, Francis Scott Key, Alexander Graham Bell, inventor of the telephone, James Monroe, among others. And as it says here in the Wall Street Journal by the editorial board, is anybody going to ask Joe Biden whether or not he's okay with this? Yes. He's, he's been please. in Washington, D.C. for 50 years. He's He's been in the Senate since uh, since 1972. Uh, you walked by that Biden statue or the Franklin statue a lot of times. Do you mm-hmm. think it ought to be removed? Anybody going to ask him that? I'd like to hear what he has to say. Because the very town he lives in is going to take it down. It's so frustrating because it's so wildly illogical, it's difficult to even argue with these people. I mean, a number of the people we've named were ahead of their time fighting to end slavery, for instance. But being ahead of your time isn't good enough. You have to be ahead of this time, 230 years ago, which is, that's borderline mentally ill, delusional, expecting that. But they're dead serious. And as Bill Maher put it so brilliantly, we ought to have this tape ready to use at any time, but since you're not better than Jesus, you're not better than Ulysses S. Grant, you just came after them. It's just, it, it is, as I said the other day, it's this humble brag. It's this false puffing up of their chests with self-righteousness that, no, it, the implication is, yeah, if I were 
the ambassador to France and a brilliant scientist in 1760, I would have been saying you need to free the slaves and let the black people vote. And by the way, transgender people ought to be teaching your kids. Oh, yeah, you would have been saying that. Sure. These people ought to be laughed off the planet, and yet they're being taught in universities. Oh, it's enough to make your head explode. I'm glad heads don't actually explode, because mine probably would. That'd be wild. Well, and it'd be disgusting. It'd be kind there of. It goes. It'd be kind of like when the uh, what's his name Banner turns into the Hulk. You'd feel it coming, and you'd think, "Oh, I better calm down." Right. I right. better calm down. I'm deep about breath, to, deep breath. My head's going to explode. I've seen it happen. Yeah. I don't want this to happen to me. I'm getting a little worked up. Oh, and now I'm enormous and green. Damn it! I knew that was going to happen. <sighs> Is Hulk the strongest Avenger? I know he and Thor have a conversation about that. Uh. Are you nine years much, old? Much what, debate. What's happening here? <laughs> See, the you thing child? Of, Hulk's strength scales with how angry he is. Oh, I didn't realize that. So the in in theory, he can be the strongest of them, okay. but I don't know if he ever gets to that level. On, on, a, on a calm Sunday, I think Thor might be a little stronger. <laughs> it's really more about effectiveness than strength, Jack. Mm. You know, let's bottom line it. Thor, it gets a little out of hand. He's definitely the Wait funny. A minute. Did I just get lured into this conversation? He's definitely the funniest <laughs> Avenger, no doubt about that. You child. Our text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> oh, that's funny and, when and that happens. What is the theory on what this uh, youth is trying to express? Uh, from the video, it appears that he is trying to convince his dad that, no, I don't actually need to take a bath right now, father. Ah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so cute when that's that happens. Fabulous. Well, oh. clearly they have a thought. <laughs> And they're really adamant about it. They just have no ability. They have no words. <laughs> you know, I think my favorite thing in my entire life was watching my kids' language development from infancy through, you know, more sophisticated speech. It, it may be the, the most interesting thing I've ever observed. Do you remember uh, the first time you had like a, like a deep kind of philosophical conversation with your kid? And you're like, wow, I remember when you sounded like this. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. It 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 grows inch by inch. You know the sophistication of the conversation. Right, 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 so there's right. no like breakthrough moment. But we have breaking obvious news. Breaking obvious news. Keep Brandon in the stall. He's enjoying his hay. It's not that important. Uh, the German government left no room for interpretation, uh, saying toxicology tests returned unequivocal proof that Alexei Navalny. Russian uh, dissident anti-Putin activist was poisoned with a nerve agent from the Novichok group. Circumstantial. Russia, Russia denies it, blah, 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 but they were unequivocal in their statement. Novichok nerve agent was also used on former Russian spy Sergei Skripal in Salisbury in 2018. That's a coincidence. Hearsay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, again, not surprising to anybody. Somebody, who is this? Uh, alert listener Morris just sent it, this to us. It's a, a picture from the Wall Street Journal of an angry, woke white girl screaming at, yelling at, a black woman who appears to be wearing a Trump hat 
And the white girl is waving a Black Lives Matter sign in the black woman's face. If that don't beat all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if these particular white guys that I'm looking at right here, their mug shots, if they were Black Lives Matter people or Antifa people or what they are. But one of them, well, they, they were all arrested and then let loose very quickly without bail and then not... Uh, no charges pressed by the DA. This has been happening with thousands of people, i got to believe, over 100 days uh, there in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy No reporting on it. This one particular guy, Philip L. Nelson. He was arrested at a violent Antifa protest in June, quickly released without bail, his charge not pursued by the DA. He stabbed two people to death uh, a couple of weeks ago. Beautiful. See, the problem is, you freaking unicorn-sniffing weirdos, is the sort of person that's willing to commit violence is the sort of person that's willing to commit violence. Most of us aren't ever in our entire lives, but some people are, and the people that are tend to do it repeatedly. Right, right. That's why you got to get them off the street. They tried to tell you who they are. God, that's maddening. I can't even imagine how upset I would be. I'd, I'd have to go to church every day for the rest of my life. If, if, you know, if my loved one is stabbed to death by somebody you had in custody, you knew they were a violent, you knew they were this person. You knew and they you were let a them go for yeah. political reasons because you want, because you hate Trump. God. Yeah, I know it. I know it. That'd be tough to swallow. We played a couple of the chunks of tape uh, earlier of John DeBerry, who's a state legislator in Tennessee, 69 years old, um, and it, it's brilliant. It is eloquent. We're going to play you a couple of more cuts right now just because it's so good. If you want to hear the entirety of his speech, I think it's about eight minutes. Is that right, Sean? Yeah, give or take. Yeah, um, and that's on Fridays, this previous Friday's One More Thing podcast. But let's hear more from John DeBerry. Don't you know that the people who are looking at what's happening in Washington, in Detroit, in Portland, in Seattle, they're getting emboldened because we act like a bunch of punks, too frightened to stand up and protect our own stuff. You tell me that somebody got the right to tear down property that Tennessee taxpayers paid for? That American taxpayers paid for it, and somebody has the right to destroy it, deface it, and tear it down? What kind of people have we become that we can't protect our own stuff? Peaceful protest ends peacefully. Anarchy ends in chaos. And what we see happening right now any of us with any common sense, any common sense whatsoever, know that what we see is not peaceful. So we can continue to fool ourselves and mix with words and use rhetoric and public relations in order to frost this stuff over and put a nice picture on what we see that is frightening. Wow, that's good stuff. Do we, do we have one more clip? Yeah. Were you going to say something, Jack? Sorry. If Biden said exactly those words with that sort of passion, he'd have gotten a lot further with that speech the other day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go on, sir. You're telling me that somebody has the right to throw feces and urine in the face of those that we as taxpayers pay to protect us, and that's okay? What has happened to us? If we don't get this right right now, I've got grandchildren 
I don't want to see the country we're going to have 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. If we don't start acting like we got some guts, right now, brethren, sistering, friends, colleagues, right now. I never heard sistering before. The first clip we played earlier, and it's all at armstrongandgetty.com, okay? And it's well worth watching. But the very first clip, uh, he comes down hard on the, you know, call it whatever you want, racist, anti-racist, critical race theory people. Just He just hammers them for making everything about color and how insidious and dangerous that is. It's good stuff. Well, right there to stand up for the cops against the people that are, you know, standing there screaming at them and throwing stuff at them. Mm-hmm. Biden hasn't gone that far. No. Nope. That's some good stuff. And again, it's at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to it all again. You know, it's, he, he says it much more eloquently than I do. And the other part of his backstory is he's, he's about 70 years old. He grew, back in, grew up in Tennessee, um, and he, he had to sit at the, the other lunch counters and walk through the door colors only and drink from those water fountains because that was the law. And he was there helping change it, and he's seen it changed, and now he sits in a seat of authority, and he's an eloquent man, and oh, it's just fantastic. Now, there's a hero. Some guy running around with a ball. You know, if you enjoy watching them do their thing, it's fine. I do, too. I watch sports, but they're not heroes. That guy is a hero. Um, the uh, U.S. Open tennis tournament starting this week? I don't yes. follow t- I used to follow tennis a lot when I was younger. I don't mm. so much anymore. They're going with the NBA bubble plan. Oh. That's how they're going to pull it off. They're going to have the, tennis players have to go yeah. there to uh, Flushing Meadows? And, yeah, and they're all going to hang out and be uh, uh, quarantined, more or less, from everybody else. And watch oh. Dancing with the Stars now that Carol Baskin's on it. <laughs> on the surface, tennis, that seems very doable yep, and absolutely. sustainable. Because yeah. they're a weekend or two tournaments, right? You're not quarantined for months at a time away from family. You just got to get clean and then get to the bubble and, yeah. and you're good to go so sports like that you could pull off so you could probably do that with golf tournaments too because mm-hmm. it's just four days um yeah although there's a golf tournament every week that's true that's, yeah. that's a good point yeah. well how about the big ones you could do the masters right why couldn't you just have them all quarantined well there's not a problem though with golf it's um they're i mean they're not really that worried about the vid with golf guys who get it have to stay home but it's played outdoors you're far mm-hmm. away from people it's just it's so different. But you can't do the NFL that way. No. No. no not possible. And when do they claim they're starting? Soon training camps have already opened. Um Yeah, is it yeah. more or less on time or a little couple of weeks later? I don't actually know. I can't remember. Did I hear September tenth or something? I I can't recall. I think that's gonna make baseball seem like September tenth is right. Okay. I think it's gonna make MLB seem like the NBA in terms of some people get some cases. You have to postpone, a, you know, a cancel the, a game. The Cardinals don't play for two weeks, yeah. and and it's not like baseball where you're playing sixty regular season games. You got sixteen regular season oh, yeah. games, so you can't you can't miss play a doubleheader. You can't. <laughs> a football uh, doubleheader. Yeah, I would watch an NFL doubleheader. Oh, don't be a wuss, man. That eighth quarter of that day, people oh, are going to be. Beat up. Oh, man. <laughs> Quarterback's just throwing it underhand. That's when right. conditioning counts. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just don't see how that's going to work. Well, might as well try. Did you know baseball headers are seven inning games this season? 
The uh, when they do the double headers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If they have to make up a game because somebody got the vid or whatever, they just play seven innings. So it's you have to. It's funny. It's like I'm back in high school because high school ball is seven innings, and I have to remember. Oh, that's right. Fifth inning. It's it's quite late. You got to get your setup guy in there or whatever. Yeah. So. They're interviewing on MSNBC Melania's ex-friend again, <laughs> who wrote a book called, what's it called? Melania and Me or something. Yeah. She's this year's Michael Avenatti. Oh, right. She's just a cause celeb at the uh, the liberal cable channels. You were friends with somebody, in the, the, Trump's wife of all people. She has nothing to do with anything. Melania's got nothing to do with anything. It's not like it's even a person of power. Right. But because you were friends with her and are saying bad things about her now, you're on TV every freaking day. That's a silly society right there. I'd say. <laughs> that makes my discussion of who's stronger, Thor or the Hulk, seem important. <laughs> you're talking to the president's wife's ex-friend. About how she can be such a bitch sometimes. <laughs> Oh, that's some good TV, NBC. You're proud of yourselves. And that's news. <laughs> All right. We're going to try something. to end strong. Coming back in moments. Strong as Hulk. Well, or Thor, depending on how you All right. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Donald Trump slapped science right in the face. And that's not easy, by the way, because science is a worthy opponent. Stings like a bee. But by that standard, and that is the standard now, Nancy Pelosi didn't simply slap science in the face yesterday. No. By not wearing a mask and sneaking into a hair salon others are banned from entering, Nancy Pelosi did something worse. Nancy Pelosi drowned science in a $12 a pint designer ice cream cup. She crushed science with her $20,000 Sub-Zero freezer. And then she ripped science apart like a State of the Union address. And she did it all on camera. Woo! Science! (laughs) Uh, My son once said something uh, astute to me. He said, people who say science says this as if it's one thing and everybody agrees is by definition an idiot. <laughs> so Nancy, yeah, who's uh, fully on board with shutting down all the businesses, including uh, her poop-strewn uh, hometown of San Francisco, was seen on security uh, cameras violating her own laws and, and getting a haircut and a blow-dry and the rest of it in a salon that was closed without the owner knowing it. And the owner is, you know, desperate. At this point, having been shut down for months. So remember when Nancy got beat up because she was uh, posting about how she, you know, she's staying at home because of the coronavirus. And then she had a picture of her ridiculously expensive refrigerator and her ridiculously expensive Pacific Heights, San Francisco yeah. home. And well, she's mind bogglingly wealthy. Right. Yeah. So did you see when I got some of that same blowback for tweeting out that picture of my fridge? Did you follow that on Twitter? No, no. So the point of my picture was. Both the doors were open. I was putting stuff away and turned around, and our little pug puppy was standing up there with his feet up there looking in there, and it looked kind of funny. It was like Browsing he was, a little. Yeah, it looked, it looked like he was like, I'm hungry. What's in here? Let's see. What do we got? Oh, wait, the leftover pizza. But some people, you know, haters on Twitter are what they are, but people mm-hmm. were, uh, you know, saying I was trying to show off my wealth with the stuff that was in my fridge, which I found <laughs> hilarious because the stuff that's in my fridge is like, you know, craft cheese slices and French's <laughs> mustard and, you know, yeah. all of the most basic, cheapest 
redneck white trash food you can imagine. Because that's what we eat. Wow. Showing off your wealth. Your white privilege. Wonder bread. All of your fancy stuff. The haters on Twitter have almost no effect on me. I just, I'll read comments occasionally and I'll see one think, oh, I guess they're trying to bait me and I'll just keep going. It's probably years of dealing with it, but... um. You people are, there's something wrong with you, and I pity you. So, really my every, every day I give thanks to my haters. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, um, I, what, what's the end of that expression? They give me a reason to live or something like that? I, I, what I usually, they're the most efficient fuel source on the planet. There you go. They, uh, they, they motivate me. Yeah. You're here. So, maybe the most popular podcast in America, in the world, is Joe Rogan, the guy who used to be the host of Fear Factor? Correct. Uh-huh. How'd that happen? Anyway. Um, so he had this podcast, and anybody can have a podcast. You can have one if you own a phone or a computer or anything. You can have a podcast. It's very, very easy to do. Um, but getting his, people to listen to it's a bit of a trick. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many out there. One of the reasons, I mean, he's good at it. I'm not denying that at all. But there are a lot of people who are good at it. But he was really early in mm-hmm. and so built a listenership and has a huge listenership. And um, uh, so a big company, Spotify, decided to buy his podcast and move him over there. And there are rumors that he got $100 million. Um, if it's half that, obviously, it's a lot. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I would guess that's low. I think it, would it wouldn't surprise that, me yeah. if it's $100 million with the number of people that listen all the time. But what's interesting... We'll do it for a third of that, one of Spotify. It, one of his things... Well, that's right, we're under contract, sorry. <laughs> one, of his things, one of his things on his podcast, and one of the things people like about podcasts is... It is not governed by the FCC, and you don't have advertisers in the conventional sense. So you can say anything. Any language is fine. Heck yes, by golly. You can say anything you want, and you can't get canceled. Hate hate me as much as you want. It's still going to be on the Internet. Right. Well, apparently that's not true once Joe and Joe Rogan liked that, and he would say all kinds of stuff and have all kinds of guests. He moved over to Spotify, and now his library of podcasts no longer has Milo Yiannopoulos or Alex Jones or a whole bunch of other people that are pretty controversial and probably said some pretty controversial, not politically correct things. None of those are available anymore on his uh, archive. Oh, boy. Now that he went to Spotify and has somebody to answer for. Yeah. Now, would I make that deal? Yes. Um, I'm not criticizing him, but I just think that's interesting. He's got somebody to answer to now. It's a shame. Yeah. Here's your host, Joe Gay. How about a final thought from everybody on the crew? Michael presses the buttons in the control room. What's your final thoughts here? Yeah, earlier in the show, we talked about jetpacks, and if the price gets down to $25,000, I might take out a 401k loan. I'd consider that a good investment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Pay the penalty for early withdrawal. I need to get a jetpack. Commute with the thing. That'd be fun. I'd look forward every morning. Positive Sean, our producer. Final thought? Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you took a picture of the inside of my fridge right now, you would get nothing but condiments and like a a pre-shredded cheese bag. Yeah, I'm not much better. Classic bachelor. (laughs) It's not a lot of effort to shred cheese, but the bag shredded cheese is a beautiful thing. Treat yourself. Oh, they cost yeah. about the same, too. It's not even like you're paying more. <laughs> Treat yourself. Exactly. Life is short. Enjoy yeah. yourself. Uh, Jack, a final thought for the folks? God, I flitted out of my mind. I had one. What was it? Oh, that's frustrating. Aging. That's disappointing. Yeah, that's a final thought for you. Yeah. Don't age. Yeah, my final, Try to avoid it. My final thought was I sat down to watch the San Francisco Giants play baseball last night, and I thought, I'll do a shot every time they score a run. Well, I'm 
Doing the show from the hospital this morning as the Giants won 23-2 over the Rockies of Colorado. 23 runs. It's like watching batting practice. I had to get a little embarrassing for both sides, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and one wonders whether you should have a mercy rule. I mean, listen, we're down 15. Uh, can we just end this? Can we all go back to the hotel has and try team, not to get COVID? Has a team ever said that's it, we're out? We're, you know, we got a big game this weekend with a rival, and no, there's no point in... Although one of their catchers pitched the last inning, the last inning and a half. He just stood out there. He looked like a dad playing catch. He'd kind of take a step and throw the ball at Oh, the really? Plate. Yeah. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have the strategies and tactics of radicals. You have to listen to that. Send it to your friends. Also, the podcast with the full John DeBerry speech at armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us if there's something we ought to be talking about. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, I remembered my final thought. Too late. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? And I will give that. Armstrong and Getty.